Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Hey, I want to personally invite you to our first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's a conference that the Outcomes Rocket and the IU Center for Health Innovation and Implementation Sciences has teamed up on. We're going to put together silo-crushing practices just like we do here on the podcast, except it's going to be live. With inspiring keynotes and panelists to set the tone, we're conducting a meeting where you could be part of drafting the blueprint for the future of healthcare. That's right. You could be a founding member of this group of talented industry and practitioner leaders. Join me and 200 other inspiring health leaders for the first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's an event that you're not going to want to miss. And since there's only 200 tickets available, you're going to want to act soon. So how do you learn more? Just go to outcomesrocket.health/conference for more details on how to attend. That's outcomesrocket.health/conference, and you'll be able to get all the info that you need on this amazing healthcare thinkathon. That's outcomesrocket.health/conference. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Today, I have an outstanding guest for you. His name is David Terry. He's a founder and CEO at Archway Health. As a CEO of Archway Health, he's a thought leader and frequent speaker on bundled payments and other payment reform initiatives with over 20 years experience in healthcare a trusted strategic advisor for providers and all along the care continuum. He has successfully led care and risk management initiatives with primary care physicians, specialists, acute care hospitals, pediatric health systems, skilled nursing facilities, home care companies, and hospice providers. As you can see, his experience spans the entire continuum of health. He holds his MBA from Harvard Business School, and he's got the experience to back up a fantastic discussion today. So what I want to do is welcome our wonderful guest, David, to the podcast. Welcome. Thanks, Saul. Thanks so much for reaching out to us. We're really excited to be here today. It's a pleasure to host you today, David. And, and so I'm curious, what is it that got you interested in healthcare to begin with? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. I think you know, I read a little bit about your background. I mean, like you, uh, I've had family members who've experienced the healthcare system, and as, as everyone has. And often be a frustrating experience. So drawn to trying to figure out how to improve that. And then also, I guess a couple other things. One, it's, it's such a big part of our economy and a growing part of our economy and it doesn't work as well as it could. And so it's, it's a big set of problems to try to get our arms around and see if we can you know, make a difference on something that's important to all of us and as individuals as well as very important to our country. And then I, I guess also just from a professional perspective. It's such a dynamic industry with so many different aspects to it, you know, around obviously clinical care and science and uh, ethical issues and economic issues and political and sociological issues. And it's, uh, it's just a dynamic environment to work in with a big, important problem that is uh, kind of drew me into it in the very beginning. I started working in healthcare right out of college in 1990, and I've, I've been in the industry uh, all along. That's awesome. And, and you definitely have a passion for making things in this system better, David, in particular the, the payment models, which listeners, Archway is focused on, on these payment models. How can we make them better? And we'll be diving into a little bit more about the focus that they have there at Archway. But before we do, David, I'd love if you could just share a hot topic that you feel needs to be on every medical leader's agenda and how you guys at Archway are addressing it. 
Yeah, so for us, the biggest topic is sort of the, the core of what we're talking about. It's on the theme of this discussion is, is payment reform. You know, our mission at Archway is to fix healthcare through payment reform, and the underlying that is the basic thesis that fee-for-service doesn't work. It doesn't serve us as patients. It's led to, you know, ballooning healthcare costs without really understanding what we get for those costs from a value perspective or from an outcomes perspective. And so I've been thinking about this and working this area for a long time. And over the years, we've sort of peaks and valleys of interest in moving away from fee-for-service, whether it was towards capitation or pay-for-performance or carve-outs or those types of things. But this is the best time in my you know, 25 years in healthcare to be thinking about different payment models and value-based care. It's still early, frankly, uh, even though we've been doing this for a while. You know, Medicare is, is certainly driving the process, and we're seeing more interest from commercial providers. So just really the transition away from fee-for-service toward more value-based models is, is sort of what we think about all the time. For sure. And, and so like five years ago, when the topic of fee-for-service really started gaining some traction, and I found myself in a room of healthcare executives and there was a panel up front and they, they asked the question, hey, how many people in here are focused on value-based care versus fee-for-service? And very few hands came up. And fast forward to a meeting that I was at a couple months ago, half the room had their hands up. So to your point, progress is being made. And I'm just curious what you believe the time frame before we actually start seeing some of these programs take into effect and be the majority of how we do things? You know, it's a really good question. I, I would have said five years ago that we would be there now and, and we're not. So, you know, hopefully within the next five years, we see the, the majority of payment being made in some sort of value-based, outcome-based structure rather than fee-for-service. You know, what, what, what is encouraging is that Medicare and CMMI continue to drive this forward and, you know, I think CMMI took a bit of a hi- hiatus in the transition from the Obama to the Trump administrations, but through a few announcements, including the announcement of the, the BPCI Advanced Program, Bundle Payment for Care Improvement Advanced Program, and some of what's happening in NextGen and what we're hearing from the new Secretary of Health and Human Services and Seema Verma, it seems like there's a lot of momentum continuing to come from CMMI, which is obviously very important. We're seeing more coming from states as well and, and state Medicaid programs. The commercial market, frankly, is still behind in what's happening in um, with commercial health plans, and we're seeing some activity from commercial plans. I would say we're seeing even more activity and, and noise and angst from self-insured employers, both large and small, who are increasingly dissatisfied with the value they're getting for the dollars they're laying out for healthcare. So there's certainly momentum, and I think it is a very good time to be, be you know, working in this area. But again, it's still early. So I would say, you know, hopefully in the next three to five years, we reach a, a tipping point. And it's encouraging to hear that the meetings you're in, there's a lot of interest and enthusiasm. Council providers to do is, if you have any way to participate in a value-based Medicare program, they're definitely worth pursuing and at least evaluating because those programs are, while they're not perfect, they share a tremendous amount of data much more freely than what we've seen in the commercial market. And the rules are clearly defined. It can be complicated, but the rules are written down. And so you can look at the data, look at the rules and, and kind of see a clear path to what it will take to be successful. Uh, very interesting uh, layout of the land there, David. And, you know, curious to learn a little bit more about Archway. Tell me about the approach you guys use there. What makes you guys different than somebody else that would be 
helping providers or, or organizations make a transition into a bundled payment or, or other type of risk-based platform? Yeah, so I'd say a couple things. I mean, first of all, we are we're a bundled payment company, but what we've really learned and, and evolved to become based on our experience in bundled payment is we're focused on, on specialty care management and helping specialists and specialty providers take and manage risk in a very focused way. And, you know, having worked in accountable care organizations and very closely with primary care physicians and have been part of large hospital systems, specialists have sort of gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit in this movement. But the way we look at the data is about 70% of healthcare spending is controlled and initiated by specialists. And that makes sense because we use the most resources and, and people need the most care when they get sick. Right. And that's when they need to be with specialty providers. And, um, and really, one thing we've learned is the biggest variable as to whether you're going to have a good experience and a positive outcome is who is the specialist you're working with and how good are they at what it is you need them to do. And there's a lot of variability around that. So we're very mm -hmm. focused on specialists and specialty care. And the reimbursement model that matches that is the bundle. So we kind of match the we look to match what the data says and the expertise of specialists with the payment model that rewards them for being really good at what they do and develop and delivering care in an efficient way. Fascinating. Now, listeners, if, if something that David said resonated with you, he's going to share best, best place to get in touch with them here at the end. But definitely, I think it's a good time to take your programs to the next level, decide and commit on a direction that you're going to take. And part of the beauty of being here with you with David on the Outcomes Rocket is that we get to share these isolated pockets of, of information and expertise. And it just so happens that David is, is a bundle payment guru that could help really understand and lead the way, light the way in your bundle payment processes, even if it's a, a basic gut check or pressure test, if you did it right, or maybe you're on to the next one. So something to consider as we unfold the rest of the interview here with David. David, it hasn't always been rainbows and sunshines. Can you take us to a time when you had a setback and what you learned from that? Yeah, I mean, I would say I was very excited about the movement towards global capitation back in the mid to late 90s through the you know mid 2000s. This was when Medicare Plus Choice was uh, developed by by CMS and um, you know the first version of Medicare Advantage really, and we started to see commercial plans particularly in certain markets like Massachusetts and in California and Minnesota, move toward global capitated contracting. And, you know, I worked at Partners Healthcare Boston at the time, and we had about 400,000 lives in global cap contracts in Medicare Plus Choice within a couple of commercial plans. And I worked very closely with our primary care physicians to manage patients in that program. And all the stuff people are working on today around hospital utilization, ER visits, radiology uh, tests, generic prescribing, all those types of things, and you're working with primarily with the primary care physicians to manage that. But at the end of the day, we really struggled to make an impact. And I think there were a number of, and ultimately failed, frankly, to make to succeed within those programs. And partners and a lot of other providers and payers across the country moved away from risk-based contracting in the early 2000s, Medicare Plus Choice shut down and um, it took a while for us to get back to where we are today. But, you know, some learnings for that were, you know, while I think primary care is obviously a key part of the delivery system, it's very hard for primary care physicians to have enough input and uh, leverage really when patients get sick. 
So we struggled with managing that process. Everyone else, while the primary care physicians were capped and there was accountability there, everyone else got paid fee-for-service. So the specialists were fee-for-service, the hospitals were on DRGs, nursing homes were on per diems. And uh, the model, there just wasn't enough alignment in the model. So, you know, fast forward to where we are today, and I think we're getting better at the alignment. I still think there's a long way to go. Most ACOs I'm familiar with have not adopted reimbursement models or even um, compensation models for the downstream providers that are value-based. But with things like ACOs and bundle payments and uh, specialty carve-outs and um, and some of the things that are happening to better manage post-acute care, I think we're getting better at it. But it's been a long road, Saul. I've been doing this for four <laughs> or five years, really trying to figure out what the magic bullet is. And it's, it's really hard, but I think we're getting yeah. closer. And I think what's getting us closer is much better access to data, so mm-hmm. much better information, and the ability to, to fold that into these different types of reimbursement models that are getting more traction. Yeah, that's very, very fascinating, David. And, and you're dedicated, man. I, I admire your your tenacity and your long-term approach because you could have left, man. You could have done something different, but you're still in the game. What keeps you in it? (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good question. There there have been moments of doubt. (laughs) Get me wrong. Um, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you're right. So I appreciate you uh, sensing the passion. I think this is is a bit of a quest for us. We've got a great team here at Archway. There are about 30 people now. Many of us have been in healthcare for a long time. And um, have been committed to you know, trying to finding a better model and a better mousetrap. But I also say, like I said at the beginning, it's a big problem, right? And one of the things, I'll digress for a moment, but you know, when I started healthcare in 1990, we were spending about 12.5% of our economy, uh, of our GDP on healthcare. And it was pretty universally regarded as a mess. And um, you know, that was in the run up to the Clinton election and Clintons were supposed to fix it and that didn't happen. And, and we thought maybe 12 and a half or 13% was as high as we could go as an economy. And um, after working in this, in this field for 25 years, we're now spending close to 19% of GDP on healthcare. It's still highly regarded as a mess. And uh, that's not a good personal story to reflect on from a career perspective, because if we just, we haven't made a dent in improving it. And that's not the epitaph I want at the end of my career. <laughs> and so I also said to me, there's, there's no better time than now to sort of with, with what's happening from Medicare and what's, what we're starting to see from folks like Amazon and Walmart and even smaller employers really trying to want to find a way to solve the problem. So it's a great time to be doing it. It's certainly not easy, but there's nothing I'd rather do. It's hard, but it's, I find it as a, you know, a good way to spend my time. That's awesome, David. I, I, I love that. I appreciate your passion for it. And listeners, if I'm in this game, I would want David in my corner to help me <laughs> tackle these issues. I'll tell you that. Because if he's been in it for 25 years, the little things that may come up here and there that are a nuisance, I'm sure he's run into them time and again. So definitely check them out. They're doing some fascinating things. Go to archwayhealth.com. You'll see the things that they're up to and a little bit more about what we've discussed here today. So let's see the other side of that, David. I mean, it's been a grind, but you've also experienced some highlights. Can you share with the listeners maybe one of the most amazing experiences you've had in this space to date, one of your proudest moments? Yeah, so I think there are a couple. I mean, one is just thinking about what we've been working on the last four and a half years or so at Archway. So we've been in all of the Medicare bundle payment programs, including BPCI and the oncology care model. 
comprehensive joint replacement model. We're now in the, the BPCI advanced program. And in BPCI, we've seen reductions in cost per episode on average of 9.8% per episode, with some providers experience savings of almost 20% per episode. And that's while also seeing improvement in outcomes in terms of reduced readmission rates, reduced complications, people getting home, you know, back home faster. So, you know, that's just I've never seen improvements in the 10 to 20% range in any other reimbursement program. And so that's very satisfying. The second piece of it, I guess, is how we got there. And, and this is just because we, not that we knew this going in, but this is what we've learned. What we get there is we get to partner with really good specialists. And because we have so much data, we get to see what outcomes and value looks like when patients are with really good specialists who are focused on their core specialty area and uh, passionate about that area and have high volume and, and good results. And then we go meet those folks and we talk to the orthopedic surgeons and we talk to the oncologists and the cardiologists who look really good in the data and we learn about what it is that makes them different. And there are things that make them different. You know, it's we've sort of commoditized Position. We've, not everyone may, everyone may not agree with this, but our view is we've sort of commoditized physicians in general and particular specialists. And so right. it's really hard to know whether you found a good specialist when you get referred to one. And the unfortunate reality is they're not all the same. But we can see it in the data and we can find the ones who are really good and we can really learn about what makes a difference. And then we can take those, what we learn, and we can apply it you know, across all the programs that we're working in. Fascinating. Now, listeners, what I find is the best in the industry are very knowledgeable. And, and I would say that that's very true for David and his team at Archway. The thing that sets apart the outstanding organizations from the good ones or average is that they're willing to share that knowledge. And David's doing just that here. But also, if you go to their website, archwayhealth.com, if you hover over the BPCI advanced link, there's a link to webinars and they are putting out webinars to educate those that are looking to take their bundle payments knowledge to the next level. Check them out and I'll put a link to that particular webinar tab in the show notes so that you don't miss out. That is a true marker of a company that's fully invested. They want the best for the industry and David and his team are doing just that. David, what would you say an exciting project or focus that you're working on today? Yeah, so the biggest thing we're working on right now is this uh, BPCI advanced program. So, you know, originally the program was announced way back in the beginning of 2016 in the Obama administration, and um, there was a little bit of a hiatus, as I mentioned earlier, but in January of this year, CMMI launched the Bundle Payment for Care Improvement Advanced Program, and that's a follow-on to the original BPCI program. And there was an open enrollment period from January through the middle of March, we signed up over 350 providers across the country to evaluate nice. that program and then decide whether they want to move forward. So we're just actually, just literally now, I was starting on Friday and running through the middle of this week, getting pricing data and baseline claims data for all 350 providers. And um, we'll be sharing that with folks over the next 60 days to help them decide whether they want to move forward. They have to make that decision at the end of July. So we're you know, on the road today down here in New Jersey meeting with, uh, with some providers. We were in Philadelphia earlier today. So we're right now analyzing that information, helping providers decide whether they should participate in the program, what their opportunities look like, where they can 
you know, drive improvement in outcomes and reduce costs, and if it's attractive for them to, to actually participate. And so, you know, 80% of what we're spending our time right now is on that. In addition, we're active, very active in the oncology care model, which is a similar program, but for, for oncology patients, that's on a different timeline, but that's been, we found that very successful. And the last thing we're doing is, the third thing we're doing is starting to work with some self-insured employers to apply what we've learned in bundles and Medicare and take some of that, uh, those same strategies to help self-insured employers improve, improve specialty care for their, their employees. David, that's a really great call out. We've been sort of talking to these points and in my mind, I was thinking providers, but at the same time, there's that large percentage of employers. So if you're an employer listening to this, maybe it's not you. Maybe, maybe you're not the one to get educated on this piece, but maybe it's somebody within your organization. Don't miss out the opportunity in leveraging a company like Archway to help you get the most value for your healthcare dollar because you deserve to get the health care that you pay for, nothing less. And so a great call out there by David on the things that they're offering, oncology, EPCI. It's, it's just a terrific effort, David. And I want to commend you and, and your team for the wonderful work being done there. Well, I really appreciate it, Saul. It's, uh, I appreciate um, all the nice things you're saying about us. It's, uh, you're certainly you know, knowledgeable about what we do and committed to the cause here. And uh, thanks again for, for reaching out to us. Absolutely, David. Now, before we conclude, I'd love to ask you just for your favorite book for the listeners. And then one closing thought. Yeah, so I saw that on your list. I recently finished Moby Dick. I tried to read that about 20 years ago and I failed. Nice. And uh, I picked it up again. And it's one of the favorites I've read recently. It's not an easy book to get through. It took me some time. What was it's your biggest takeaway Fascinating. From you know, I think one is it's just an amazing study of sort of the, under, you know, what we understood back in that time about the um, science of whales and the ecology of the ocean and those types of things. It's very, very detailed around that. So that was you know, very interesting. And then I think the other piece is, you know, this is a bit esoteric, I guess, but it's really a study of good and evil and what prevails. And, uh, and it's a book about faith, faith versus you know, will versus free will versus versus preordained things. It's, it was just, you know, obviously it's a great book and I, yeah. I really enjoyed reading it, even though it, it did take me some time to get through it. <laughs> no, it sounds really interesting, David. I've not read it before, but you know, I, interestingly, I, I took my son to, he's 15 months old. I took him to the, to the aquarium and we were sitting there and they showed us a picture of a dolphin's fin. And if you ever see the, and this is true for any sea mammals, like the dolphin or the whale, or even like just any sea, sea mammal, if you look at their fin, they actually have the structure of a human arm and the metacarpals and phalanges. Right, right. It's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Did you know yeah. that? I did know that. I've been to the whaling museum in New Bedford before. It was not far from Boston. And they have a skeleton of a whale there. And I have seen that. And I think the folks who study this believe that they don't, there's no purpose for that. It's just an evolutionary happenstance. It's fascinating. I don't know, isn't I don't know it? if you've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fascinating. Yeah. You, you mentioned it. And I just think folks, if you have a chance, I mean, not if you're driving, if you're driving, wait for later, but, but I think you'll, you'll find this interesting. Google a whale skeleton or, or an, a dolphin skeleton. And you're going to see that, that the skeletal structure is like ours, but the uh, radius and the ulna is much shortened 
but yet they still have the same structure. Super fascinating. Anyway, uh, a side note, but I, I was fascinated by that. Great recommendation by David, a book. All the things that, that we've discussed here today, ladies and gentlemen, is available. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash archway, and you're going to be able to find all that there, including the transcript, links to the webinars that I was telling you about, as well as uh, Archway Health's website so you could learn some more. David, I'd love if you could just close us with a parting thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with or follow you. Sure. Yeah. So I would say just in the theme of this, it, for providers on the, on, who are listening or, or for, for uh, payers who are listening, it's a great time to be pursuing these initiatives. And um, particularly, I'm obviously biased here, but it, you know, the bundle payment programs for specialty organizations the risk is relatively limited. The opportunity can be can be meaningful. The learning is is significant. Just in, in sort of being a look at the data, compare your performance to others, understand where there are opportunities for improvement, and work with your health system, work with your specialists. If you're a specialist organization, work with your your hospitals and your post acute providers. There's just so much opportunity for improvement, and it's so accessible in these programs that it's time to get started. And then for employers, I would say there is a big difference from one provider to the next. And um, the ability to kind of look at this information and help your employees find the best specialists, it can improve the outcomes, it can improve the patient experience, it can help get your employees back to work faster when they've had some sort of sickness or, or injury, and it can help you, re you know, reduce the cost. It's really, you know, everyone wins in that scenario. So it's a, it's a great time to be thinking about this. It is still early, but it's uh, never too early to get started because it is uh, we think it's very important a great message and and what would you say the best place where the listeners could follow you or reach out to you yeah so as you said Saul our website is archwayhealth.com uh, I'll give you my email address it's dterry at archwayha.com we have a general email, email inbox info at archwayha.com and we love as you can probably tell we love talking to folks about this whether you're a provider organization or a payer or a employer looking to to drive improvement. We'd love to, to, folks, to talk to folks who are interested. David, thanks so much for your help and your contributions here today. It's been a really fun conversation, and I know that it's going to make a big impact for the listeners in their approach to bundled payments. So I just uh, want to send a big thank you your way. Well, thank you, Saul. Thanks for uh, including us. This has been a, uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. You're obviously, you're also very passionate and knowledgeable about, the, about this area, and you're the type of folks we'd love to talk to. So thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. If you want the show notes, inspiration, transcripts, and everything that we talked about on this episode, just go to outcomesrocket.health. And again, don't forget to check out the amazing Healthcare Thinkathon, where you can get together to form the blueprint for the future of healthcare. You can find more information on that and how to get involved in our theme, which is implementation is innovation. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash conference. That's outcomesrocket.health slash conference. Be one of the 200 that will participate. Looking forward to seeing you there.